Hey everyone, welcome back to today's view. My name is Elton. My name is Amrinder. Welcome. Welcome, welcome guys. Thank you for watching us on our last episode there on YouTube and uh, on Spotify. So uh, if you guys want to watch us or listen to us, just follow us on uh, todaysview.ca. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about, you know, government spending and the lack of accountability. And starting off with Emrinder's favorite app. <laughs> the arrive can the arrive can oh my god um yeah. yeah i have i do have it installed my phone do you do you have it on your phone uh no i okay i never installed I, I haven't traveled you haven't traveled in three okay, years so except for maybe <laughs> locally to quebec yeah. or mantle okay. island so i yes i had to use it because uh, in august i was in buffalo uh for a family event so i was there uh around august 1st and i used the app um so I'll share my experience a little bit with the app. So it took me, once I downloaded the app, it took me 15 to 20 minutes to, you know, pretty much input all my details and my family's details. So you can do, I can do pretty much my family members in it. Okay. Right. Four or five family members I can do in it as uh, so well. Not everybody has to do it in the family. It's just one person can do it. So it mm -hmm. took me 15 to 20 minutes and I'm pretty tech savvy. So, all right. I had all the PDFs ready on my Google Drive and everything, and I'm pretty tech savvy. So I, I did it in 15, 20 minutes. I can see a person who's not very tech savvy to take longer, um, you know, so, or a person, you know, well, if they don't have a smartphone, they're, they're out of luck. But yeah. that's something we'll talk about so, in a bit. So, so the whole point of the ArriveCan app was basically um, to, to let the people or the border and the government know that you are vaccinated and you're not feeling symptoms of COVID-19, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, and if you are feeling symptoms, then maybe they can quarantine or something. So, um, so once I, you know, once I, I filled in the application, the other challenge I had was, is I decided I put inputted that I'm going to cross the rainbow bridge, right? Which is the main Niagara Falls, uh, yeah. bridge for, uh, for pri private vehicles, uh, private passenger vehicles. So I, I inputted that and, but because of traffic, I ended up going to the other bridge, Peace Bridge. And uh, I didn't find an option while I was waiting in line there. I didn't find, find an option to edit that. So I'm like, okay, I'll leave it. If they ask me, I'll let them know, you know, here's the situation. So, yeah. and then it, was, it being the long weekend, uh, you know, um, we came back on Monday, the long weekend there was traffic um, okay. so there was long lines. Like it the took, normal type of traffic crossing the land border? It was a little bit more than usual, um, and it took us almost for for an hour, forty minutes to an hour to cross. It took a long time, um, yeah. and they didn't ask me for the for the app uh, or whether I filled it out. Um, but I did see another person being asked, and then they had to present their phone uh, to mm -hmm. the to the agent. So that was my experience. And then the other thing, I a few days later, so you know my wife and I were vaccinated, uh, double boosted. Um, but then obviously my nine-year-old daughter and my kids, uh, two other kids, they're not vaccinated. They're all under 12. Um, so I received a call a few days later asking about my daughter and if she's vaccinated or not. So then I, I said, no, um, the lady said that, okay, because you're vaccinated and she's not, she's enough to quarantine. So I'm like, okay, that was a useless call. So I don't know why, right, right. why that call was necessary, but just to kind of give you an idea of what, you know, the, you know, the whole background was. So, um, you know, that was my experience on using the Arrive Canada. Okay. So yeah, like, you know, they started this all because of COVID and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
I really didn't see a point of it. Not because I'm anti-vaccine or whatnot, mm-hmm. but how is this any different from if the border guard was to ask you the same questions, right? So I get that, um, you know, if they were to ask these questions, uh, let's say there were 10 to 14 questions saying, you know, you know, do you have any coughs? Do you have any fever? Have you traveled here? Have you traveled there? If they ask you that question at right at the booth, it might take a little bit longer. Right. And there mm-hmm. might be a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a mask. You can't, you know, regardless, you who do have to talk, they still ask you a few questions. Yeah. But I'm thinking it might cause a little bit extra time. But you're right. Like, do we really need the app? Um, could we not have? I mean, we already had the vaccination certificate through the, you know, um, yeah, QR the, code. Uh, they had the Why QR can code. we not show that as an example? So I understand they, it might reduce the traffic a little bit, 100%. Um, but was it needed overall? Um, so what are some of the benefits of the app? I think the app was needed at the beginning, 100%. You know, uh, We wanted to see who's coming in. We wanted to control it a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, as of right now, I think we need to get rid of it. And Well, yeah, and I know it's been on the news recently. There were talks mm-hmm. that it might be optional. Yeah, so what's happening is at the end of this month, um, that's when the restrictions uh, expire. Mm-hmm. And the government wants they can still extend it like they have in the past. So, but the the rumor is they might, you know, uh, Trudeau, please do it. Um, they might <laughs> <laughs> They might not renew it and they might just scrap this and i think it's needed uh, i think at this point they've seen a lot of people crossing and and i bet you the even the cbsa officers are pretty much tired of dealing with people who don't want to present or who right. don't want to deal with it i know there there have been videos of people uh you know bypassing this or just saying like i don't have to present you my my medical history or, or whatnot yeah, yeah. Whatnot, yeah. And it's kind of silly because if you're going to show your passport, what's the big exactly, difference, right? Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. So, but I understand people are like, you know, some people on on the right will be my, my my rights, my rights. You know, you're invading my rights. But uh, at the same time, I understand why it was needed at the beginning. Do we need it now? No, we could have scrapped it as soon as we stopped the you know masks mandates. Uh, we stopped asking people to wear a mask in public and stuff. Yeah. That's when it should have been dropped. Uh, so yeah. it should have been dropped. A month ago, uh, not now. Yeah, um, you know, when, when I came to Canada in 2003, I remember the SARS, out, SARS outbreak. Mm-hmm. And that was a mm-hmm. crazy thing back then, but not as crazy as COVID. Mm-hmm. And I know the airports at the time, especially here in Pearson Airport in mm-hmm. Toronto, they they did have machines that would monitor your temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like a thermal camera. Okay. So when you're walking through, they will no- they'll notice your temperature, body heat. Yep. And if something was abnormal, they would pull you into the second queue and ask you questions. And I know COVID is a little bit different where it's not a temperature change. It's like, you know, cough and whatnot. But at the same time, they could have had CBSA agents trained on it and ask you certain questions. Because, again, all this app did from the sounds of it was you you pre-filled it, Mm -hmm. put your documentation and sent it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this app could have done a different option Mm -hmm. where instead of talking about COVID, we could have done this at the airports where we're like, okay, instead of going and touching screens at the airport mm-hmm. where you're pre-filling stuff. You I know. agree. I agree. It makes sense, especially when uh, people are coming from, um, you know, uh, by flight, especially. Uh, this is more like at the airports. So there's a few options. Um, the old method used to be you fill out a paper uh, declaring this is how much, you know, customs and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you still go through some of these kiosks and you're touching these screens, which is, you yeah. know, 
especially when you're dealing with COVID or other, you shouldn't be, it's not like they're cleaning and wiping it every time somebody touches it. Yeah. So there is that. So 100% in those situations, yes, I think it might be beneficial to fill out an app, uh, but an option should be there. Hey, I yeah. want to fill out the app. I feel comfortable and I, you know, and I, I do everything through the app and I get a QR code. I can show that to the uh, officer when I, when I get to immigration, sure. Uh, yeah. But other people who don't have smartphones, who they can, they can go manually, who, who yeah. have privacy concerns, I yeah. completely understand. Then they can certainly do the manual way of doing it on paper. Um, yeah. That's where you can speed up the airport lines. I, yeah. I agree with that. I, I know the airports right now, they have uh, kiosks. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of show the paper to the end at the end of yeah. the lineup to yeah. the to the CBSA officer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like instead of doing this arrive can app just for COVID, they could have mm-hmm. obviously done it for this. Agreed. And that could have made it even better with the lineups. Um, yeah. I know with the kiosk, they need to take a picture of you mm-hmm. when you arrive. Yeah. So I think even the phone can do that as phone well, can do right? That. There's the technologies there. Yeah. Uh, we can certainly do it. Um, and then at the end, you can present it with a QR code and you show the QR code. The officer can scan the QR code and then yeah. get all the information. I, I feel like yeah. these kiosks, you're spending so much money on that. It is. You could probably use your phone and it's yeah. like, hey, you know, why not use people's phones? Agreed. Right? Agreed. And some of these kiosks are either down or there's a huge backlog line. Exactly. People wanting to go through these kiosks. The other yeah. thing I, I want to talk about is how using the app and if you did it even the perfectly you you follow the instructions you did it perfectly there was a glitch in the app and also through an update or something which caused a lot of people who were vaccinated or not yeah being asked to quarantine yeah yeah which was which is not right so imagine if you you were fully vaccinated double boosted or more you filled the app you did everything and then then you come back and you're being asked to quarantine for 14 days or 10 days wherever the case may be that i think is a big slap in the face you're following everything that they're doing and then you're still getting this and obviously they later on they corrected it whatever the case may be but that was a big um big screw up like yeah, you that, know that happened can, recently right? apparently it was due to a an app update yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's a but that's let's a talk about cost about this app so mm-hmm. you know like the whole point of this episode was mm-hmm. to to <laughs> to talk about government spending here yeah so yeah. apparently it was the cbsa that spent the money but obviously cbsa is part of the government here <laughs> taxpayers yeah, right exactly so as per this global news article mm-hmm. uh, cbsa spent 24.7 million developing and maintaining this app wow that's right. that's a lot 24.7 almost 25 million dollars yeah and right? then they spent an additional 2.2 million on advertising okay which I is mean, which is kind of that's up sure there. that i mean it's high uh advertising you know you don't have to let the whole country know uh so i understand that aspect of it you have to you know well, put it out there on radio you have to put it on in there the whole problem with this is though it's not even the whole country that needed to know this. It's visitors coming to Canada. That too, yeah. Right. Agreed, so, agreed, yeah, did yeah, we yeah. spend money in foreign gar- foreign yeah, countries that's true, there? That's true. We could have. Right. Now that that makes sense. But twenty four point seven million developing and maintaining the app. I mean, the app. And I have a background in IT, but the app is just asking some questions, and you upload two PDF documents. Yeah. So and it why? goes to a server. Yeah. Not to get technical with you guys, but exactly. I was in IT as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> We know the background of how it happens, and but the app should have not cost more than a million dollars. It should be under a million dollars. I bet you we can get it done for a few hundred thousand. But yeah. let's say you know you need a group, you you know you you hire a company, you they do it. It shouldn't cost more than a million dollars. Okay. Yeah, I see the problem. What happened here was there was no open bidding on this, mm-hmm. uh, and you know 
maybe there is a legitimate excuse for why they did this or not. It's up to you guys to decide. Yeah. Um, but at the, because of COVID, they had to rush some things. And I don't think they needed this. I feel like this app was not needed. So they went through a no bidding process yeah. and went with a few companies that they already had mm -hmm. contracts mm -hmm. with. And, uh, you know, obviously with no bidding, you're not getting the best bang for your buck. Agreed. And you're just going with some company. And let's say there was an urgency. Let's say they need to get it out there. The challenge here I see is, is the cost is really high. So I think there should be somebody auditing, uh, somebody checking why that much was spent and maintaining it should be no more than a few hundred thousand dollars, you know. Right, you yeah, know, because like it shouldn't cost like there's only two, that much. There's only two uh, type of uh, phones, smartphones, right? Mm -hmm. And it's basically Apple, iOS, mm -hmm. and Androids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take, I don't know, that much millions to maintain mm -hmm. this app, especially when all you're doing is communicating with the server and just uploading stuff, right? Yeah. So. That's uh, that's something crazy there. That so the other thing I want to talk about, I mean, the cost was high, hundred percent. We need to look into that. We need to ask questions, and these are these are important because mm. this is taxpayers' money. That's twenty five million dollars. Let's say we could have saved, uh, which wasn't needed to, as you said, spend. You know, we didn't need to spend it, but at the same time, could have been reduced. Could have been reduced quite a lot, right? So, yeah. and the question is. What about people with no smartphones or like exactly. elderly people that are exactly. not using the... Uh... So there should be, I understand like, you know, not everybody has a phone. So, you know, like... Yeah, or not everyone carries a smartphone. Exactly. Uh, obviously now Older everybody folks. does, yeah. obviously, but... You can't force the elderly somebody to. People, let's say, yeah. you know, if my dad uses an old flip phone, you can't be like, hey, now yeah. you're crossing the border. You have to get somebody to, you know, bring a phone or something. So I think, yeah, the way they should have done it uh, right now, it seemed like everybody had to do it. They should have said, you know what? Um, if you don't have a smartphone or something, there's, let's say seven key, you know, uh, stations open when you're crossing the border, let's say by mm -hmm. land, I'm just giving an example. Mm -hmm. Um, there should be one or two booths where you can say one booth, at least say, you can say, Hey, if you don't have a rive can, or if you need help, come to this booth and you should be able to get that. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that's the whole point. I feel like was this app really needed because you can do it in person. Yeah. Of the CBSA yeah. officer because the CBSA already asks you questions. Ask what's questions, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? So and what's an extra, you're right. What's an extra 30 seconds to a minute or a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe extra? It was because if they, obviously know. CBSA wouldn't be like, oh, are you coughing? Do you yeah, feel this? Exactly, Have you been exactly, with yeah. Like, hey, are you feeling well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, people will say, well, maybe they lied to the CBSA officer. Exactly. But the people can lie on the app too. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Agreed. what's Agreed. what's there in the app that, that can stop a person from either lying or yeah. whatnot? I, I just feel like there was no worth to this. Um, yeah. 100%. 24, 20, let's say close to 30 million. Let's yeah. just say 30 yeah. million was spent on this app. Yeah. And ongoing maintenance, so it's probably close as it is going to be, you know, because this article is from a few months ago. So it's it's probably yeah. going to be like close to 30 million at the and, end. And right? here's so my more, issue right? now, right? Um, we are filming this and shooting mm -hmm. this in, and it's in September here, mm -hmm. and they are talking about making it optional. Yeah. Now, when you make it optional, what is the purpose of this app exactly. now, right? What What's the... <laughs> if, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. if you're going through the airport or going through the land border, yeah. or what... If, if I'm not filling this out, then why are we keeping this app? Up, exactly. Right? Exactly, Just so that yeah. one so or two people might fill might it up? Use it, exactly. Yeah. No, right? I don't, I, I wouldn't, once it becomes, well, let's say it becomes voluntary, right? I wouldn't yeah. use it 100%. Yeah, because I would not why, why yeah. we are creatures of comfort. Why yeah. are we going to go through this hassle exactly. of filling something out when it's Agreed. optional? No, I don't mind. Um, 
I don't mind showing people like the QR code if they want to see it. Hey, I've been, you know, I've been double vaccinated. Sure, if they want to see it, sure. But yeah. at this point, we're over a year since we got those. Yeah, shots. and, and, and honestly, at this point, they're know, not effective either, right? It made sense to ask about your COVID st- or vaccination status for yeah. COVID yeah. at the start of this. Mm-hmm. But if if Ontario dropped. Um, the restaurants or any service centers asking you about your vaccination exactly, status. Yeah, then why are, why we, are we, we don't need it to exactly. enter because, and, and honestly, this is where the government failed us. Yeah. Um, at the height of COVID, mm-hmm. we were not letting people travel. And yeah. when I say we, yeah. I'm talking about the government. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, you know, the airports were close to international travel, but really it was not. Yeah, people yeah. were still traveling. Yeah. yeah, and land borders were still open. Yeah. People from the states and majority of the people in the states mm-hmm. were anti-COVID yeah. or anti-vaccine. Yeah. And they were crossing into our borders and mm-hmm. spreading COVID, mm-hmm. especially the cases in British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is where the government failed us. If they really wanted to stop this, they could have done other things. Yeah. They, these, these apps that they made was I just do. like a low hanging fruit. like, yeah, yeah, we're taking care of you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So the the other thing to think about is is uh, other than this thirty million dollars or more we're gonna spend on this app is is how much revenue has uh, the Canadian side of Niagara Falls lost uh, because and the U.S. side is probably as well because they're frustrated as well they think they they're go they're government because when it crossed to the U.S. they didn't ask anything um, so that, that so, was that was this year exactly but did you cross the border. At the height of COVID. No, no, I didn't. But what I'm saying is right now, we're talking about like, especially when, you know, mask mandates were lifted and everything, Mm -hmm. we should have, you know, done away with the RiveCan at that time. That's true. But right now, even if somebody wants to cross, they have to use the RiveCan app. So look how much tourism we're losing. Look how much, you know, how much tourism we're losing in Niagara Falls and and even on the other side of Canada and BC as well. So there's a lot of revenue being lost on both sides. Especially international travels, right? Like if, if I was from a different country and I've never traveled to Canada and yeah. I all of a sudden land here and I'm like, oh, I need an app. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? If, if anything, their kiosks should have asked these questions. Yeah. Oh, can you show me a exactly, picture of this? Exactly. Take a yeah, picture yeah. of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like this Arrive Can was mm-hmm. a total failure. This is $30 million that we spent yeah. and some people might say there was benefits. Yeah. I personally, from listening to you, just, yeah. it, it just didn't make it sense didn't make to sense. be right. Yeah, especially when we had the QR code you know, that we, you know, the application. For the, the, other, the other stuff, thing, yeah. the other challenge we, we had was, is at the beginning, we started with, you got to show your vaccination certificate, like a PDF document. To, right, when you're, yes. When you yeah. to go somewhere, a restaurant, wherever. Then it became, every province started doing their own thing. Instead of a national level, they yeah. started doing their own thing. So I know there were points where we traveled from here to Quebec, and then we we started tried showing a vaccine, but they have a different system. It was just, it was... It, it yeah. was disastrous. Yeah. It should have been national. Sure, you do the QR code. You show the QR code. You're good to go. That's how it should be. And why can't we use that QR code when we're crossing the borders? Yeah, 100%. It was not necessary. Yeah, it, this is very where, little benefit to for, for the money we spent. This is where the federal government just didn't take, uh, you know, responsibility and leading mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. I know provinces make their own different rules. Mm-hmm. But since this is of national interest, exactly, this is yeah. where this is, a pandemic's this is where the Trudeau government or the yeah, liberals should agree. have been like, instead of you guys, because there are provinces that develop their own apps, yep. and then for Trudeau to come six months later or a few months later, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. for him to come and change some things and says, oh, we'll develop our app, now it has to be, 
yeah. how are these provinces going to get their money exactly, back, right? Yeah. It was just a waste. So along with 30, we probably spent other millions that, you know, we spent on other applications right. as well. So, so for instance, like one province taxpayer mm-hmm. paid twice now. Yeah. They paid for a province app and yeah, now they and paid for a national a, app. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing. Speaking of apps, I know your favorite app. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that now. The COVID exposure app. Let's talk about that. Okay. Right. Let's talk about the cost about that. But <laughs> okay. Since we're always talking about cost yeah, about the last uh, yeah. one. Okay. okay. So I, I, to compare. I, to compare. So, <laughs> so this is, I'm, I'm guessing, like this is without me, you telling me the numbers. I'm going to guess the COVID exposure app should cost more to develop and maintain because it requires location and stuff. The other one was very simple. Is that right? Am I No, am that's I right? uh, unfortunately false. What? The government decides to do something totally different here. Okay, okay. So they they spent 20 million. Okay. Uh, apparently 15.9 million was mm-hmm. spent on promotion and advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah, 15.9. So it's a so local COVID exposure app. So let me get this straight. The So let's tell the people what this is okay. in case some people don't yeah. know. So right? what is a COVID exposure app? So this yeah. COVID exposure app, you download it, was, it for your It was phone. optional. It wasn't mandatory. It wasn't mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you put it on your phone. Mm-hmm. And if you came into contact with someone that might have had COVID, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily because you know that person. Let's say you're in the shopping mall and yeah, whatnot. yeah, yeah. yeah. Your phone would buzz, mm-hmm. letting you know that, hey, this person, there was a person in your vicinity that had COVID. Okay, okay. Um, the problem with this app is mm-hmm. it depended on people's goodwill to follow the rules. Yeah. Which means if I had COVID, I would have to get a code from the hospital. Mm-hmm. So that means I had to go get tested at the hospital, mm-hmm. which you know, there were plenty of lineups there. Yep. I would have to get the special code and then I would have to put it on my and phone. Yep. And then the phone would notify, I don't know what. So but, you had the app, I had the app. Yeah, yeah. Did you get even one alert? No, and I'll tell you. I did I'll, not either. <laughs> I'll tell you why I feel like it, this one failed. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the cost, sorry, going back to the cost. So yeah. you're saying 20 million overall to to the app cost that much. 15.9 million was spent on promotion advertising versus yeah. 2 point something million on the other app, which was internationally needed. This yeah. one was pretty much nationally and apparently needed. <laughs> they spent 3.5 million developing mm-hmm. this app and maintaining it. Wow. Um, now we got this, thing. we got this numbers from CBC article, Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And the previous article for the uh, ArriveCan, we got that from the global news article <laughs> here. So I feel like the way these apps were developed shouldn't have costed this yeah, much. Yeah, it shouldn't. It, right? A few hundred thousand, sure, million, um, around there. Nothing because, more than that. Yeah, no, so 100%. this COVID exposure app is a little bit more intensive in the type of software it needs to yeah, use. Yeah, because of location data and all that. Location and then, data you know, and then in, in letting other, other phones know because exactly. obviously you got to communicate. Yeah. So not to try to get too technical with everybody yeah. here, but... If you're just answering questions and you're uploading it to a main server, yeah, that shouldn't that have should cost. Not, yeah, yeah, and this is yeah. the Rivecan app. This shouldn't have cost wow. twenty. So two point two million, um, um, you know, spent on advertising versus fifteen point nine million. I'm just baffled. Like, why do we yeah. need to spend that much? So unless, money unless these articles to... that we're looking at mixed up their numbers, no, <laughs> right? I, I can't see how. No, exactly. The the Arrivecan app was two point two on advertising, mm-hmm. and promotion advertising and then the covid exposure app was 15.9 yeah that's, that's some crazy yeah. discrepancies and on top of that as i said uh, from family friends and who've downloaded it nobody's 
really gotten any use of it of it nobody yeah, got and an going back to what i was going to say why i, I feel like this was a failure yeah uh, i work in the healthcare industry yep. right mm-hmm. and i've worked with people that do come into contact with uh, patients mm-hmm. that have covid mm-hmm. some of these people did get covid from mm-hmm. these patients mm-hmm. um and I've been in contact with these guys. Yeah. Uh, and, guys no and, alert, and I didn't get so. no alert. So that's what I mean. Another waste of taxpayers, you know, money, um, you know, development. Uh, that's that's a disaster. And and I know this was more like an optional thing. Mm-hmm. This is like for the ease of mind for people. Yeah. Um, but I don't think uh, it was needed. No, it wasn't I, needed. This um, completely like it wouldn't have helped anybody, as I said. If it question did it even work? As I said, I never got an alert. You never got an alert. My family, friends who've downloaded it, never got an alert. So I, I think it was just a complete money waste uh, yeah. at all. The mm. uh, the numbers that was provided in the in the yeah. article didn't didn't show much yeah. of the exposure alerts. Yeah. 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 Right, we are a land of millions, and it yeah. was actually in the tens of thousands yeah, that the exactly, alerts went to. Exactly, out. and the. Question is, were those even accurate? That's another thing. So, yeah, another waste of money. Um, because for this to sense. work, you know, we have our own own home test that we can yep. get, right? Yep. And then the hospital has their test. Yep. For this to work, you mm-hmm. need to be tested at the hospital. Hospital, yeah. And and hospital lineups were crazy. Exactly, where they were telling people not to go to the hospital, use the kit. So, it was pointless. Uh, yeah, and, 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 pointless. and at some points where the hospitals were so backlogged, they said, yeah. "Hey, if you feel this, then just quarantine." Yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't bother testing. Don't bother coming in because yeah. you're getting other people sick. You're coming into more contact. Let's right. say even word negative, you go there, you can end up become, becoming well, positive. Some of right. these tests are from the hospitals I've seen here in Mississauga. It was mm-hmm. more like a drive-through test. Yeah, um, that made sense, right? And yeah. but the point is, um, for this app to have worked, we needed a test. Mm-hmm. Whereas, how about if we just put in the app here? Oh, hey, I got tested for COVID. Yeah, or, or I, I I feel positive. Yeah. Right? Why go through this nonsense of, oh, here's a special code, enter this, exactly, blah, blah, exactly. blah. Oh, right? Again, so, which required more development, which required more money. And that's where, you know, we're wasting money on things like I mean, this. I'll give credit to the government. Yes, maybe they did this to ease the mind of people. Yeah. But by looking at these numbers, uh, like, let's calculate now. Both these both these numbers, mm-hmm. we're, we're close to 30 million for the Arrive Can. And 20 million for this. Is, this is 50 million 50 we could have million. used our used for ourselves wow. to re- reduce the deficit exactly in our government exactly. yeah, yeah. because as Trudeau say it will balance the budget by itself yeah, yeah. the complete <laughs> bullshit there right yeah. so you know again these two apps I I, I, I for the life of me can't see yeah. how it would be beneficial to yeah, all of us yeah, here yeah. Agreed. Um, Agreed. maybe the arrive can end like like we were saying the arrive can could be morphed into something else now yeah you can and 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 as I said when you're coming, international travels coming to the three airports, it makes sense. Uh, but anything else, no. Yeah, and it, even then, uh, it requires, um, as I said, there, there should always be an option for paper. There should always be an option for people who don't have smartphones. And there should always be, you know, uh, people have privacy concerns and they have the right to be. Everything can be hacked. Even the servers, government servers, everything. Yeah. CRA, everything, everybody can get hacked. So yeah. if somebody does have a privacy concern, they want to fill it on paper, that option should be there, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, fifty million. Yeah, I know. Um, Jeez, yeah, so if Arrive can can be morphed into a like a yeah. an app for CBSA, that'd yeah. be great. Whereas yeah. you know, you check in how long you're going to stay there for, blah yeah. blah blah. Exactly. Um, and 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 customs and stuff. Sure, why not? At yeah, that custom. Point, yeah. Do custom stuff exactly. instead yeah, of yeah. like all this medical yeah. nonsense, Agreed. right? Agreed. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, sticking to the theme of mm-hmm. spending money and creating useless stuff, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about everyone's favorite now, Phoenix system. Oh, my God, Phoenix the, Pay system. Yeah, the Phoenix Pay system, which is uh, going to be scrapped soon, but not only scrapped, it's going to be replaced after a short 10, 12 years. Wow. Um, short, eh? Uh, short, so after spending a lot is, of money. What is the Phoenix Pay system? If you can just kind of go over that a little bit. So, yeah, so the government introduced the Phoenix Pay system for its employees. Government employees, yeah. For for the government employees that are getting paid to keep track of their pay, yep. keep track of sick days, keep mm-hmm. track of vacation pay, yep, vacation yep, days, yep, pay, yep, whatever. Yep. Anything related to the government, <laughs> right? Um, and obviously, if you're listening from outside of Canada, yep. uh, the system really went off with a bang. And when I say it went off with a bang, <laughs> people were not getting paid for a few months, two yeah, years. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've met people, and it, this is like a serious national interest where yeah. the people that were affected were also CBSA officers. So wow. CBSA, are, uh, patrol, yeah. border patrol, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've known a few people that they haven't been paid in a year. Wow. I mean, right? how do you even survive at that point? Yeah. Like, I mean, people are, some are paycheck to paycheck and you're asking, you're not paying somebody for a year. And again, a government employee, that's, that is bizarre. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've seen some articles where, uh, like you said, people are living paycheck to paycheck. There was this yeah. one video I saw quite a while ago, uh, basically a student mm-hmm. who's doing like internship, Yep. right? He's doing the internship on the premise of getting paid so that he can pay for his class. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting paid, unable to pay rent. Mm-hmm. He can't attend that job. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, it's and he a, had to find another job. But he needed this job to graduate. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? So that's and, a and, and, and then again, a lot of people probably dealt with the tenant issues and everything like that. If they have to pay rent or mortgage, imagine how, how you... And now that person probably turned around and sued the government. And here we're losing more taxpayers money so overall yeah. uh, the systems they say phoenix pay system could have cost a total of 2.6 billion uh yeah. dollars um and uh, they're saying now uh, it started back in like 2010 right uh, as part of yeah. the article and uh, now they're, they're gonna cbc sc- article they're here. gonna scrap it and they're gonna replace it with another program great and there goes more money um the question yeah. is why can't I mean, there are other systems, so like ADP and other systems, why can't they just use that? Like, why do we need to spend that much money? So again, an audit, I think, is needed. Learn from this and make sure the same kind of mistake doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, my, my question here is, was there a need for another pay system? Yeah, that's right? a question. If it works, um, why change it, right? Exactly. Like, you know, so maybe they, were, they had an archaic system. Maybe it was too slow or whatever yeah, the case yeah, might yeah. be. Um, but... 2.6 billion for yeah. government employees. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't have a lot of employees yeah, for them to yeah, spend 2.6 yeah, yeah. billion, right? Wow. Um, and it's not like they're all related. It's separate departments, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Shouldn't it have been better like, oh, the main office will send, will limit your department to this budget. Use it wisely. Even each of them have their own. I mean, overall, there are a lot of government employees, and I think they're trying to make a system that kind of work in all platforms. And I think uh, this was a big failure. Um, but you know, we're talking about like you know probably hundreds of thousands of employees here nationally, right? So, um, it, it if you are updating a system, it makes sense. But do it properly. Like think about it before implementing anything this heavy. Yeah. One thing is if. You know, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is can we go with it for how much longer? If we need to fix it, 
have a proper plan in place, have proper things in place, uh, do a lot of testing. And, uh, you know, and if you're going to, that's a lot of money. And then to scrap it and now go to another system. Yeah. And it's been going on since 2010. That's uh, that's a big disaster, you know, big disaster. So, yeah, uh, 2.6 billion. We could have easily yeah. used that for something else, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, our budget is, our deficit in the government is just crazy. And yeah, for them to have this money, yeah. yeah. You know, like, uh, that's crazy. And then this leads us to another issue with the government where we're not holding them accountable for this. Um, so the other issue we've had is the Ontario plates. <laughs> <laughs> so right? let's talk about Doug Ford's uh, amazing plan, brilliant right. plan. To... So for, for people outside of Ontario yeah, and outside yeah, of yeah. Canada, Canada, yeah. Um, we have premiers that's kind of like prime minister or the president, but we have a premier of uh, Ontario. Of Ontario. Right. The when he got into the office, we had we had license plates. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It was like white background yeah. with the blue letters. In Ontario, we letters. need license plates in the front and back, uh, which I'll talk about in my pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Th- we had these plates that were just to give a, a you know a vocal description about this. It was a white background with blue letterings. Yeah, easy right? to see. Easy a lot to see. Of nothing. Yeah, can capture them. And and, and it said yours you know, to discover at the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah, it. You know, no it. no fancy plate. Yeah, it's just yeah. a regular plate. Um, so Doug the, Ford came in and he's the leader of, leader of the Conservative Party, yeah, yeah. which is blue. Yeah. Decides to change the plates to background blue mm-hmm. and the letters into white. Okay. Which seems fine. You guys might think, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. For guys that's watching us on YouTube, we're going to show you what it looks like yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Where the cops couldn't read it. Mm, so it, was a visibility, it became a visibility issue. So yeah. without proper testing... We go ahead and change these plates, which you didn't really need to do. And apparently, it he claimed no benefits. Yeah, he claimed this, these were tested. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. So, how. anyways, so yeah. we test. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we put these plates on the road, and then months later, oh, they're not properly visible. We get started getting feedback, and now we roll around. So, just to kind of give you an idea, so we went something that again added little to no value i don't know what the yeah. goal behind was other than making the blue and and you know branding it to i did this um uh, uh for ford there was nothing so each plate was costing like 454 uh instead of uh, three dollars something so at the end it ended up costing taxpayers a million over a million dollars uh 1.15 million as 26 percent increase yeah, so makes no sense. What I would have done if I was Ford yeah. and I, I would have been a you know a supporter of this is get rid of the front license plate, just keep the rear, keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Boom, fifty percent drop in manufacturing cost probably, and then you got you know car enthusiasts happy because I hate that license plate on the front. <laughs> Some more yeah. vehicles. I think the only reason they want front license plates for like commercial vehicles, right? They, if they're towing a trailer or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, if it works in a lot of American states and if it works in Quebec, uh, why do it here? And as I said, drops drops cost. Yeah, and. You know, as I said, there wasn't really, uh, I read an article somewhere, they said it didn't really add much benefit, you know, having a front license plate or not, sure. Uh, So that's another disaster, Um, you know, and uh, we're not still pointing at like liberals did this and just liberals. We're talking about any person, any government entity that's that's wasted taxpayers money and where we sh- they should be hand- held accountable right yeah. so so apparently uh, yeah you were saying it was like four dollars and 54 cents a plate yeah and apparently uh you know we were looking at the numbers here and it said it cost the government one million yeah or taxpayers over, if yeah, anything yeah, right over a million what a waste um what a waste 
Originally, they thought the redesign would have been like a few hundred thousand dollars, and yeah, obviously, yeah, this yeah. went. Uh, so, so what's happened now is the blue plates have been recalled. Yeah, and they're still and issuing the white plates. Yeah, right? we're back to white plates um, again. So there was a no. Uh, it was yeah. It was so obviously it was a stunt by the Ford government. Yeah, to make it more conservative-looking plate. No, nobody really cared about a blue-looking plate. The white plate was fine. Exactly. And what did we do? We didn't even hold him accountable. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. he he still got reelected. Yeah. <laughs> he still exactly. got reelected exactly. because yeah, yeah. he thought the plates needed changing. Yeah. yeah I'm still yeah. waiting for my dollar beer, but that's not happening anytime <laughs> either. So, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, he could have used this money to actually fix our freaking healthcare system. Yeah, yeah. Something like you know, something where we need the money. Like, yeah. why? Why Put are you money into the retirement homes? Again, no, if but... any broke, why fix it? This is a perfect example. The license plates had no issues. If yeah. anything, you can work on maybe a better printing because I know a lot of them are peeling off lately versus the older plates they used to stick on better. Uh, well, yeah, because everyone is being greedy and they're just taking money exactly. and you know, cheapening out on cheapening things. Cheapening out on things, you know. So instead of improving that, you go ahead and change the license plate, cost money, You then we have to revert back to where we were. Yeah. Useless. Absolutely useless. And, you know, and he did this political stunt and mm -hmm. we're not even holding him accountable. That's... You know, we... we even this this freaking arrive can app yeah like we're not holding people accountable like is it really useful so we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah now on to the worst deal in canadian history i think <laughs> yeah worst definitely worst deal for sure okay, so 407 let's talk right. about 407, 407 everyone's yes. favorite right? yes yes so 407 so under the harris government again you know we're talking about conservative government here um we leased so first we we you know, we built, we built a 407, yeah. um, ended up costing like, uh, you know, 1.5 billion or more. Um, and then we, you know, we take people's land, Canadians lands, and we built this highway. It's a toll, uh, toll route now. And then we know what we do. We turn around and we sell it to a foreign company. Mm -hmm. uh, SNC Lavalin has a stake. Um, other uh, companies from Quebec have it, and then majority of the stake goes to this uh, uh, foreign foreign company. Why? Why, yeah. why, why? And it was sold at $3.1 billion. Back in 99? And it's probably worth over $30 billion at this point. It is worth over $30 billion at this point. So, so, so just people be aware of, uh, we're talking about a toll route highway yeah. that we have so in So Canada Ontario. has, all the highways are basically not tolled except for one, which is the 407 mm -hmm. and for version of the 407, the 412 or whatever, but it's runs through the GTA mostly, uh, onto the East end, uh, of Tr Toronto. And, uh, it's the only highway that's told in Canada. Right. And, uh, obviously it's a beautiful highway. It's well-maintained. Yeah. Lack, lack of traffic. Yeah. They built that highway with the, with, with the vision of the future where there'll be a lot of traffic. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's like five, six lane highway. No, well built, yeah, well run, no doubt about it. Way better than the four hundred one. Four hundred one, yes. we are down to like three to four lanes. Yep. Uh, express and whatnot collectors yep. at, at certain parts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, four hundred seven. Honestly, I don't know. I, I I was not in this country at that time. Yeah, I came here in two thousand three. Yep. But from listening to this, I don't know why we sold it. Yeah, it was it was. I mean, it was a disaster. Ninety nine. Year lease. So until 2098, hopefully the world will be around by then. Yeah, <laughs> we. This is this is given to a, a foreign company, um, and it's sad. I mean, why could they not have said, you know what, this company is gonna, you know, or you know what, 
open up to the public. Hey guys, who wants shares into this company? And I bet you a lot of Canadians would have stepped up and said, hey, I want to buy shares in here or I want to buy, a, you know, so why not open it up? Why are we doing these backdoor deals to private companies? I bet you somebody got paid, you know, for this. Yeah, why? why yeah, you're right. Why not have shareholders and be like, yeah. hey, you're the public, go buy it if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, give everyone a fair bidding process. Yeah, exactly. How much stake do you want to own yeah. and sell it? Open right. it up to the public, man. I bet you a lot of people who bought shares back then and now they would have been millionaires. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they, you know, it, it's what I mean. Like, why are, why are, and why are foreign, foreign company of all the, you know what I'm saying? I understand certain companies are, um, you know, from Quebec and whatnot, but majority of the stake are, is foreign. That is a big, big screw up in my opinion. And I, yeah. I you know, we need to hold, um, you know, and I think he was reelected after this. <laughs> yeah, so I'm reading this article, and he yeah. says, and, and it says here he got reelected in '99. Uh, yeah. There, so, so it's crazy. And what I find funny is, yes, we sold it to a foreign government or mm -hmm. foreign company, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is weird because here, if you want to open an airline or you want to own a telecom system, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you you cannot be un-Canadian. Exactly. Right. So with telecoms, with airlines, oh no, 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 you need to have fifty. Per one percent stake of canadian ownership and all of that where right. we need the competition and we don't yeah. really care <laughs> that much as long as our data is cheaper and all of that exactly. right telecommunications yeah and here we are our own private like road and you know you you take people's land to make this and on top of that you kind of give it to a foreign company where the, we have no control on the tolls yeah. So the tolls have gone up. Uh, oh my God! I remember when I first started taking it in early two thousands. Uh, you know, it was in like under fifteen cents and whatnot uh, per kilometer, even during peak hours. Uh, and now it's gotten ridiculous. It's, at times, it's over a dollar uh, for certain. T uh, you know, per kilometer. That's crazy. Again, the most expensive toll I bet you in the world. Yeah. You know, why are we paying this many? And and you know, you know this, what? This, this leads hot. up to another issue where, you know. That's why the 413 is coming talk about, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, 413 or 419? 413. 413. Yeah, 413. 413. So, New Highway, they're proposing. Yeah. I bet you if this was still owned by us, we wouldn't need 413. Y yes and no. Uh, yes, uh, meaning the money we're spending on it, all these taxpayers, is going out of the country. That's one problem. That's you one know, problem. That's one yeah. problem. Second is, uh, I think infrastructure-wise, we're not... I mean, versus some of the other countries, I think we're a little bit behind. We definitely need a 413, I think, you know, many years ago, but mm -hmm. it's still being debated. Um, some people say oh, it's going to save whatever, um, you know, five, 10 minutes or so. No, no. I mean, you go to the 401 right now around Milton yeah. um, in Ontario, and you'll notice how much backlog it creates. By opening the extra lanes, it makes a huge difference. And yeah. then you're not, you know, it actually saves gas, uh, less pollution as well. When the car is driving smoothly, yeah, you burn less pollution than stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. Oh, like, for sure. But I feel like because the 407 is told, not a lot of people are taking it and we're stuck on the 401. That's why. I feel like if the 407 was open, we probably would not need the 413. You know, we need the data to see so how much traffic is being used. Yeah, like we'll that. talk about 413 on a separate uh, video, but yeah. I think it's needed because it'll cut through, you know, different variations. And I think more highways we have, the better. It'll cause less traffic. Yeah. I think the problem was, if we open up, if you were to open up 407, all the people from 401 take the 407, now 407 black lock. I already yeah. see a huge difference from when I first started taking it to now. Yeah. I already see now um, uh, it's starting to cause a little bit of slowness at certain times yeah. um, where you're paying for it and you're still sometimes going through a little bit of traffic. So yeah. it's making a difference already. So that's, that's another 
big cost again on taxpayers and our money is going outside the country you know whereas we yeah. we, could, we could have all benefited from it right Had it, it been it's local funny shop. yeah and, and not only is it going to you know like the foreign company mm-hmm. there's another company that was involved with this right mm-hmm. um uh so apparently snc lavalin yeah <laughs> had a 10 percent stake or sorry they sold a 10 percent stake yep. very recently mm-hmm. For uh, for three, uh, they sold it for three point two five billion. So that's why the valuation is right now. The highway is worth more than thirty billion. Um, yeah. You know. So the government sold it for three point one billion. Mm-hmm. SNC Lavalin sold ten percent in twenty nineteen. In twenty in twenty nineteen. Yeah, in twenty nineteen they yeah. sold ten percent of their stake mm-hmm. for three point two five, which is the whole. You know. <laughs> and they still retain a stake. Yeah. They, they still, still have like I think six or so percent, right? Yeah. So, so SNC Lavalin still owns the stake. Now here's the thing: mm-hmm. SNC sold it to another company, or they sold it to a pension plan, Omers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omers is a pretty big play- thing here. Yeah. In, in, they are a pension plan for teachers, uh, police officers, mm-hmm. every, mm-hmm. basically a lot of people. Yeah. They even own the Rogers thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know about that one. That's another topic, I think. <laughs> so, Omers has some some issues I have yeah. with them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy that when SNC sold mm-hmm. their stake, mm-hmm. they didn't even bother to say, "Hey, do people, the public, want to buy this off us?" Agreed. Uh, backdoor deals being made. I 100 percent agree. There should be an option, especially yeah. when we're talking about a government-owned asset. Exactly. It should be the taxpayers spent money on this. Exactly. And we were left out of this deal. And we're not benefit. Yeah. So we, we used our they used and again I think the it was very smart of them. Use the government to build it so yeah. they can take the land and you know all that and then at the end you know give it to uh, give it sell it to your sweetheart company you know and make exactly. money from it. It's so so unethical and I, and again we we paid for it and we're not benefiting for it. You yeah. know and this, this is what sucks that people don't trust the government. We are, as taxpayers, we are paying for our stuff and, yeah. you know, we're not even taking care of or getting a return off it. Yeah. What's yeah. our return at the 407? We yeah. are paying tolls now. Exactly. So on top of exactly. us building yeah. it, now we're paying to use our own product. Exactly. And that's, then money's that's going up stuff. and money's going out of the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of SNC-Lavalin. <laughs> yeah, SNC-Lavalin, everyone's favorite uh, company. Yeah, here. it was in the news um, uh, recently, was it not? It, it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where, again, for people outside of Canada, you probably might, it might be probably news for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, SNC-Lavalin was uh, involved in a scandal. So it's a Quebec-based company. Uh, it's a Quebec-based company mm-hmm. uh, that de- uh, does some engineering work. Construction, engineering, all around the world. Okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. They were in the news because they were going to go into court for bribing the Libyan government from 20, 2001 to 2011, mm-hmm. right? And they had so much money, they decided to spend four, $48 million in bribes to the Libyan government. Wow. Uh, now, people if people don't know, at that time, the Libyan government was run by Muammar Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. The guy was pretty crazy. He's dead now, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, wow. He abused his people and whatnot. And this is the type of company that went and bribed a foreign government so they can get mm-hmm. contracts because... Clearly, that company doesn't know how to do business. Um, yep. So back in uh, back in 2018, they were they were investigating, right? They were being investigated, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Justin Trudeau's government was pressuring 
the prosecutor, mm-hmm. uh, Jody Wilson Rabel, mm-hmm. to, 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 to drop those charges mm-hmm. or try to interfere and make sure they don't get prosecuted. Because if this company was prosecuted and found guilty, mm-hmm. they couldn't get government contracts after. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Now, and that's how it should be. If you're doing this uh, unethical behavior, uh, you should not be, you know, you should be punished. You should not be given any government contracts going forward. Yeah, 100% if, if you have 48 million to throw at Muammar Gaddafi, Muammar Gaddafi already had money. Yeah. He plundered his people. Yeah, yeah. You had 48 million to throw around and then for you to say, I need this money to for our people yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. keep our employees uh, yeah. working. So the thing was, this was done for the Quebec votes mm-hmm. because this company is mostly based in Quebec, yep, yep, right? Yep. They only have 9,000 employees. Mm-hmm. So why does SNC Lavalin, you know? So this is where some companies get special treatment. Um, yeah. Where you know because they're affiliated with certain parties, and in this case it was the Liberal Party and you know Justin Trudeau's uh, affiliation here, and you know whereas small businesses, yes, they're smaller employees, but they make up a lot more. You know this is what I'm like. Uh, certain companies get like zero percent loans. Mm-hmm. And small businesses don't get any support. And they make up pretty much, if altogether, they probably make up more votes than these other bigger companies like Bombardier, like, you know, yeah. SNC-Lavalin, all these oh, companies. Bombardier is another issue yeah. too. So, <laughs> so we can, you know, they get special treatment. They get special preference. They get nothing. They get a slap on the hand, whatever. They do something wrong. Yeah. Whereas small businesses, you know, can screw up by ten, twenty dollars here and there, and then Sierra comes after them. You know, and I think this is where the bigger you are, you know, the the, the government is more scared of you, and they don't want to take steps there because they lose yeah. votes. There. So in this case, yeah, clearly they were going for the Quebec votes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They the Liberal Party had other intentions where they didn't want the Bloc Quebecois or the mm-hmm. Conservatives to have mm-hmm. Quebec, mm-hmm. and for nine thousand people. For nine thousand employees, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that company yeah. can fail on my yeah, on exactly. my book in yeah, my yeah, books. Yeah. That company can fail. Exactly. I could care less for exactly. those. Nine. Yeah. You know, like they say, the company's too big to fail. Yeah. You know, they there's always this saying, yeah. the company's too big to fail. I don't care if if you're not good with your books, you should fail. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't give you government loans. Good. Because what do we get out of it? Yeah, I exactly. give you a government loan yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and me as a, tax- <laughs> and me as a taxpayer, I don't yeah. get any benefit exactly, from this. Exactly, Is SNC yeah. Lavalin going to build a house for me? Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. what were they going to do? So, If anything, they're going to profit from uh, our tolls. <laughs> yeah. They've so been profiting. So, so, so here's so the thing. So it's funny. In 2018 was when all this bullshit was happening with, yeah. uh, with uh, Jody Wilson-Raybo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? There was a lot of pressure happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 2019 is when they sold their stake into the 407 mm-hmm. and they made 3 billion off it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah, made yeah. 3 billion out of 10% wow, stake on the 407. 3.25 billion. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how are, how are these guys not able to pay off their yeah, 9,000 yeah, employees? Yeah, exactly. And, I, I don't get it. What and, are you doing with that $3 billion? And, and going back to it. So obviously Justin Trudeau is still our, our prime minister. Nothing happened to him. Uh, well, he made his he's made his friend from high school yeah. his scapegoat. So Gerald Butts, who is his personal advisor, mm-hmm. was forced to resign. Yeah, that's it. That's so it. He was resigned. Well, See, he's the scapegoat. Exactly, exactly. But he didn't go to jail. He yeah. didn't get anything. Yeah. Oh, he just yeah. resigned. He lost his position in the government. But he's a consultant for the government. So I think accountability. Uh, we need to hold these politicians. At the end, they need to be held accountable. Um, I think we need to audit 
uh, things that they do, um, especially these apps, these software systems, whether it be SNC Lavalin 407, we need to audit them. And then, you know, there should be some type of uh, disciplinary action, right? So yeah. if I, I, Doug Ford, you know, as an example, I'll, I'll use that example. Yeah cost the taxpayers a million dollars, there should be some type of committee he's got to go in, in front of, answer questions, and pay a fine based on his income. You know how in some countries, uh, European countries, uh, yeah. they ticket you based on your income. Based on your income, you should be forced to pay a fine. And then on top of that, your party should also be, if it was a party uh, you know, uh, issue here, then it, your party should also be uh, you know, fined or uh, disciplinary action should be taken. And then... You know, this is how we're going to reduce this. Otherwise, what's the point? Politicians can burn our money yeah. and we're not doing anything about it. It's like it's like at a workplace. If a manager or someone makes a silly decision where it costs the company, you know, a lot of money, they would get fired. They would get, you know, uh, reprimanded or they will lose their position. Right. So why are we not doing that with with politicians? So the committees we have. So I agree with yeah. some of the things you say. We do have committees, mm -hmm. but, you know, these committees are just for show on TV, yeah. right? They come, they talk, they ask questions, yeah. and it's always it. bickering along the political lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do agree that if we could find the the, the, the government, mm -hmm. so you find maybe the political party that, that went for this option, mm -hmm. uh, also find them personally. Sure, if Doug Ford went for this crazy yeah. plates, yeah. and if 10 people were together on this mm -hmm. find them personally yep. Yep. and then Great. find the party as well yeah that way they don't have the funds to go mm -hmm. and campaign to get more seats i mean it's the same thing as again we got to treat um and you know him being a conservative he always you got to treat whether it be healthcare, whether it be you know anything or you know our politics they're running at the end they're running a business right they're yeah. running our government yeah and it's worth billions of billions and if you make a mistake and it's very like straightforward an error on your part where it was a silly decision it was it was costly and and you know you should be held accountable to a point where you are you are fined if we don't do this then they can do whatever they want and most of these guys are re getting reelected trudeau got yeah. reelected ford got reelected re yeah. everyone's getting reelected <laughs> so, right everyone makes mistakes so i should run for government and make mistakes yeah exactly nobody but, gets held accountable yeah so you know i bet you as i said if we're in private companies or anywhere else we we get held accountable we lose those promotions we get demoted we, you know we get fined and i think yeah. same thing should be ha should be happening and, here and the way the fine should be i feel if you're personally getting fined yeah it should be based on your on your net worth or yeah, how much you're making income, yeah, just 100%. like just just like how european countries yeah, are doing exactly, it exactly yeah, if yeah. you get a speeding ticket it shouldn't be like 40 dollars. it should be oh you make hundred thousand dollars so exactly, we'll get you fifty thousand exactly, dollar fine yeah, yeah. it should hurt their pocket <laughs> right, right? but 100 um i think you know we need to do more i think uh even these committees that happen sometimes they're usually with it's one just party or yeah, another it's political you know it's nothing it should be that 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 it should be the taxpayers, if anything. Exactly. Right? It, it should, should be, be like, public. you know how we do jury duty? You think we should do it where we, a committee gets formed. If something goes wrong, their taxpayers come in. And I think they should, you know, obviously we'll have a judge and everything like that. Yeah. You know, and then they should decide the politician's fate. Um, yeah. you know from there exactly I think, if, if we shouldn't have any more of these political yeah. uh, parties because uh, they get this. nowhere um they're just yeah. like oh they, you all, know. they only ask questions along the party lines exactly they don't do anything for us and yeah. i think yeah something that the the public or taxpayers gets involved it i, I think would help 
that way you can hold them accountable for yep. everything. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, like some of it's these things we listed, it's not even scratching the surface. Yeah. Yeah. This is just There's, things that happened recently. And billions of billions are, are lost uh, annually f by our governments um, because of, you know, uh, wrong decisions, because they're not thought through, because, you know, they want to see their benefit. And at the end, they, yeah, they, they just want to get reelected for yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's about their seat. And they, they're, they're getting paid a lot and they're they're getting pension for life even by doing one term, yeah. uh, which I don't agree with. But anyways, uh, you know, it's something that would not be acceptable whether it be a soldier whether it be uh, you know somebody working you know imagine if businesses made this many mistakes as a small business owner mm -hmm. the CR comes after you and they make a, a, an example out of you why exactly. can't we do that with politicians yeah no, you know and sure. then we'll have uh, people who's serious enough and they you know they care about it any ethics anybody doing ethically you know um, yeah, making wrong decision yeah. ethic violations and you're not running ethically there should be disciplinary action and that goes anywhere like I'll give you an example real estate agents get reprimanded if you're not performing ethically right so okay. why we can't why can't we do that with politicians and sure. uh, you know i'll leave it at that yeah. i think uh, yeah we, we ranted a little bit too much yeah. sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah we're coming to an end of this and you know thanks for listening to us again thank you um yeah end of the day again we need to hold people accountable and that's the reason we started this right yeah. so you know follow if you're following us on youtube like and subscribe yep. leave a comment on maybe how we improve our podcast whatnot yeah any uh, other topics you guys want us want us to cover let yeah. us know and uh look into spotify we're there on spotify and we're slowly going to other streaming apps mm -hmm. but if you need to find our website we're on todaysview.ca yep. so thanks guys uh thanks you for listening and watching us have a good one thank you catch you on the next one see ya